Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I are back-to-back with double comedy specials from Dave Chappelle, back-to-black with Rachel Dolezal, and black-on-black with Nia Long and Taraji P. Henson. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Oh, hey. Oh, hi. What are you looking around for? I don't know. I'm just trying to get myself oriented here. What's happening? How are you? I'm great. Feeling good. Feeling rested and recovered? Rested and relaxed. Yeah. Feeling feeling uh, back to my normal self. I had a little bit of a stomach bug there for a minute. Yeah. You know, it kind of made me nervous because something was going around. You were not the only person to be struck by a stomach thing yesterday. Really? Yeah. There okay. were two other cases, both people with the J names. <gasps> no. It was a thing. One of them went to the emergency room. Oh, and that wasn't me. No, wasn't you. Well, it wasn't I, me. I, I don't know. This Although is I had the, moments the first where I was like, I don't know. This is this is this is not going to be good. But yeah, it was just a quick kind of twelve-hour bug, and I've shaken most of it off. You oh, know. good. But I feel, you know, the, the only good thing is that I feel kind of snatched, you know? Exactly. That's, that's the thing. That's you know, the benefit. That's one of the, the perks. So Look here I am. Look at this Cinched. Yeah, it was like one of my one of my couch potato accomplishments this weekend. Yeah. It's like I, you know, had a little stomach virus, got a little snatched. I finished Greenleaf, you know. Okay. On Netflix, season one. There Did that. Check, check. Uh, made a tasty recipe for dinner. Check. I did it. Doing it. What was the tasty recipe? Uh, I just made the uh, the one, well, they call it like the tasty one pot, but I did the uh, shrimp fajitas and you just put it all in the pan and you mix it up with some olive oil and you throw it in the pan in the in the on the tray and you throw it in the oven for 10 minutes and then you have shrimp fajitas. Well, I see where the stomach bug came from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. And yeah. Yeah, and then and here another we go. ten minutes after that, I totally had the bubble guts. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks, tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my own couch potato accomplishment this weekend because, as you may or may not know, Grace and Frankie came out on Friday or oh, Thursday. Oh, so you got down. Season. I sure did. It's already done. Sign sealed delivered. Sign sealed delivered. It came out what Thursday or Friday? It was done by Saturday afternoon. Now, how is Lily Tomlin's lace front in this season? You know, <laughs> it's inconsistent. There's some. There's a extreme widow's peak, like they've like added some some sort of anchoring system there in the middle there. So it's like a you know a northeasterly wind right. doesn't blow it up. Or you something. think she's got a slippery scalp? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, because <laughs> yeah. like, it just looked a little bit hairy. It's you know, you know I mean? you're right. Questionable from scene to scene, you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, it's but Jane's got a place. serious blowout situation too on that show. She's got a system. But that's a reflection of her, like you know, her very rigid and structured personality, right? That that was a that was a choice by hair and makeup, right? It's tr- it's true. Architectural hair for an architectural mm-hmm. personality type. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I loved it. So it was good. It was great. I mean, you know, if you like the first two seasons, yeah, I mean, either either that kind of show is for you or not. You know how I respond to an older white lady narrative. So that's right. You're you're all in. It's right in my wheelhouse. Also, mm-hmm. I'm just go. happy to see that they're putting Ethan Embry back to work. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. for him. Good for him. And paycheck. I'll say Ernie Hudson looks great. 
Ernie, that's right. Okay, so I'm behind. You know, I kind of like cherry picked the episodes. I, I think I watched all season one, and then I've kind of been back and forth with season two. So I would say cherry picking weekend. is the right level of commitment for most people. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll go back this weekend, you know, and watch a couple more, and then just fast forward straight to season three. See yeah. what's going on. I mean, it has a certain like Nancy Myers kind of affluent older white lady thing to it. So if that's you know, I love a Nancy thing, Myers kitchen. You know, yeah. I love a Nancy Myers kitchen. A marble backsplash, a little subway tile, mm-hmm, fresh mm-hmm. hot croissants coming out of the stove. I'm all for that. Well, then get your life. Give me some like Jones on Third realness. I'm in. I watch a little Netflix too. Uh, yeah, what'd you Netflix besides Greenland? I also watched. Did you check out any of Dave Chappelle's specials this weekend? You know, now, I, know it came I out did. Last Tuesday, so maybe you watched it over the week, but yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that both of them had come out at the same time. So I only watched one and then I stepped away from it and everyone was like, what about the other one? So I had to go back yeah, and watch them. What do you think about that? Uh, I like them. I Like I said, I've seen Dave tw- uh, live twice in the past like two years and he's been super great both times. Of these two mm-hmm. specials, I would say that one is very funny and one is okay. Yes, I would say the first one is okay. And the second one is very funny. Or do you have the you've had the opposite? Well, I don't know. You have to be more specific. Which one was the first one, and which one was the second one? Because I just sort the of the first one was in L.A. Right, and then the second one was gotcha. in Houston. The Houston one yeah. was funnier. Yeah, yeah. The first one, okay. While it was good, it was nice to see Dave back. Well, I was kind of scratching my head too because I think that one was recorded in 2015, right? Yeah, it was a little dated because he was like pouring out liquor for Gary Shandling, and Gary Shandling passed away like. <laughs> Long time. Like a decade ago. Body's cold now. So, yeah. So, you know, I kind of was like, oh, wait a minute. This is this is a while back. But uh, it was good. But, like, the tone felt like he was really happy to be there, happy mm-hmm. to be back. Of course. Back in action. Yeah, because um, I was going to say, I don't, I don't even remember him playing the Palladium. And my office is right next door to the Palladium. In right. What kind of secret show shenanigans was this? And yeah. I think this was before the Netflix deal had even come to fruition. So there hadn't been any, like, there was no dried ink on the contract. So he wasn't just happy about, you know, pocketing $60 million. I think. $60 million, maybe, by the way. $60 million. For, for these two specials, he already had in the box. Right. They gave him $60 million. Now, do Six you think, zero. like, I don't know how that works. I, I don't know the whole business of the streaming and, you know. I um, think like Netflix this, like, just has too much money. They are throwing are shit money? away. I mean, well, listen, I'm only giving them $8 a month. Here's the thing. Yeah, that, that $8 a month, they have 93 million subscribers. So if you it do the math, they're clearing done. like $700 million a month. So they've got it. They can do it. So they can throw whatever kind of money they they can give but everybody a, a like, Netflix. Are people really special. going to be streaming those Dave Chappelle specials like that? I don't think we can underestimate the enthusiasm people have for uh, Dave Chappelle comeback. True, true. Because now, would you watch them again? Because I think that was just kind of a one one stop deal for me. I don't think I'm going to go back and revisit it. Mm. Maybe the Houston one. Maybe the Houston one. I might yeah, revisit. maybe the Houston one of the two. But here's, I, I like I said, I've seen him twice in the past year so i don't think i would go back because in a way i've already kind of gone back to that well a couple times these are the same jokes i've seen the last couple times i've seen him so especially that yeah. first one felt stale but i yeah, think he felt, still felt got little... it i think i mean especially comparing it to um amy schumer's comedy special if i'm going back to any of them it's dave over amy for sure 
Yeah. Well, you know, I, for me, it's Ali Wong. I've gone back to that numerous times. Numerous but I'll times. Definitely go, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely go back to Chappelle's Houston show. The first show just kind of felt a little bit like apologetic almost. It's like, sorry, I was gone and I quit my show and let me kind of explain myself. And I don't know. I don't think that was necessary. I don't know. That was the only kind of thing where I was like, oh, okay, this feels a little bit awkward. But um yeah, they were good. It was. It's nice to see him back. Now, did you watch the Gail King exclusive interview on CBS this morning? You know, I watched a few of his interviews. He was on like Jimmy Kimmel. He he did he did a he good did amount press of press rounds. for this. I think I did see the Gail one, but you'll have to remind me what he said to her. Was that well, the one where it was like the monkeys and the salt? Yes, he had that kind of like weird. You know, National Geographic anal- analogy. Right. But he also um, commented about Key and Peel, and uh, Ooh, you know, right. you know, basically asked him, you know, is there any kind of beef? There's, you know, speculation that there's beef between you and Key and Peel, and well, he went to, he went on to say this. I think there's a speculation that Dave doesn't like Key and Peel, or Dave thinks, okay. No, I'm a fan of this show. You know, when I did Chappelle's show. There were certain conventions of the show that the network resisted. And I fought the network very hard so that those conventions could come to fruition. We're looking for Clayton Bigsby. Look no further, fella. You found me. The first episode, I do that black-white supremacist sketch. And it's like, well, that's 10 minutes long. It should be five minutes long. Why should it be five minutes long? Like these types of conventions. I fought very hard. So when I watched King and Peele, and I see they're doing the format that I created. And at the end of the show, it says created by Kim Peel. That hurts my feelings. Hmm. It hurt his feelings. Okay. Uh, but Dave, you made this choice to, to hit the eject button. And right. He walked away like from that deal. You left that deal. And also, it's not like you created sketch comedy and you weren't the first black person to have a sketch so i don't know i that that's where it's like okay all right what's really going on he doesn't want credit for having 10 and 12 minute sketches comedy sketches right the long form of it all but mm, i I don't know either but you know i'm still gonna rock with you but yeah i don't uh, know how hard my feelings would be hurt with 50 million in my pocket and then a fresh 60 from netflix Ah, i would not not be worried about it I would be cooking on CBS this morning with Gail King. So yeah, that was kind of weird, and that was kind of like awkward. It's like, really, why, why, why? But um, anyway, yeah, it was good. Good to yeah. see him back. Yeah. We'll see. I guess he has a couple other specials. He actually has a few more. I think he has two more in this Netflix deal that are actually going to be produced and filmed under Netflix. So oh, he's got two more. I thought it was just the one coming out later this year. Maybe it's one. I'm sorry. Now you know he's kind of gotten all the cobwebs out. He's acknowledged the elephant in the room with his absence. Now right. we can just move on to talking about other stuff. I, you know what I need him to talk about? What is that? Rachel Dolezal. Thank you. I wanted to get to this. This is the first thing I wanted to talk about because <laughs> I, I just really saw did. something. Okay. I got home from work today and watched a, a, a little Vice segment. Did you see on this? Rachel Dolezal? I did not see that. Just today. Just when I got okay. home. And I was like, this woman, please. No, you continue. Okay, so, well, tell me, let's start from the top. Mm-hmm. Like, a couple of weeks ago, it was announced that she changed her name to, do we know what her new name is? Yes, we do. She's, so she's, it's so in she's Kichi. ditched her government name. Yeah, and now she's in Kichi Amare Diallo. 
Okay. Which I'm sure right. I am butchering. Uh, I believe it is, let me get this right. It is Nigerian for mm-hmm. gift of God. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And her last name, Diallo, is West African for bold. Stunt queen. Okay. Yeah, so, basically. Yes. Pretty much. Not pretty wrong. Much. And she was just on the Today Show yesterday, or was it this morning? I, I have no idea. Sorry. What nonsense okay. did she say to Matt Lauer? Well, she announced that she doesn't consider herself African-American, but she considers herself Black and a part of the Black diaspora. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, this, I didn't see the Today Show segment, but this is what the nonsense she was talking in that Vice segment I just saw. Oh, man. I mean, you know, what do we do? Like, what, that, that's why I need Dave to comment on this, you know? But, like, what do we do with a person like Rachel Dolezal? Like, you can't even really say that she means well, right? Like, I, that, I don't know what she means. It's so confusing. Really, like, I, it's really hard to kind of analyze what her intent is, what her motivation is. I mean, I just liken it to like, and you know, everyone wants to argue that, well, if, you know, well, there's that whole argument where it's like, if she feels like she's black, then let her be black. And like, that's a whole rabbit hole. I don't want to go down. But I, more than that, like, it's not like, I don't think that she necessarily has. Uh, like a racial uh, identity problem. I think she has like struggled Munchausen syndrome. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she just wants to kind of like, cause wasn't, well, cause, cause she did uh, like manufacture these hate crimes against her too, for being black when mm. she was in East Dunkin' Bunk, Iowa or whatever. Right. Okay. That's not a place. <laughs> okay. That's not where she was. That's not where somewhere she was. In the sticks. But she somewhere, did say something crazy like that. She was talking about how um, white people had manufactured this controversy around her and that she actually didn't start it and didn't see what the issue was. Now, mind you, I turn on the TV to see Rachel Dolezal. She's got a long, kinky perm. She's wearing mm-hmm. a biggie tee, like the biggie mm-hmm. smalls tee with the crown. Um, Mm -hmm. And she said black people were mad at her uh, for controversy that white people had manufactured. Basically, she was saying that it was fake news perpetrated by white people and everyone should have minded their own business. And I think the struggle now that she's experiencing, what she's trying to do is just sell that book because she's broken on the verge of homelessness. I think she said she had to to fall back on her alternative side hustle. Which is uh, doing Bantu braids, right? Yes. Braiding hair. What? (laughs) What? She's pretty good at it. I've seen her her gram, and she's I've, she's her, she's posted some of her clients' looks. I mean, yeah, she's those I'm are receipts. She's got some skills. Oh, but the absurdity <laughs> of it all. She said people aren't ready to move forward on matters of race and racial fluidity. Racial fluidity is that something we're ready to accept as a thing? <sighs> no, I'm going with struggle Munchausen syndrome. Okay, official diagnosis. That's right. The doctor's in the house. I'm making a house call, and I'm calling it. Strugglehausen syndrome. Okay, and what is the cure for strugglehausen? Hmm. Terminal. That's a good question. That's a good terminal. It's terminal. Yeah, terminal condition. Page four. It's over. It's over for her. There's no coming back from it. Well, and this is the thing I dislike about Vice News is that they sent someone with the super high top, like kid and play high top <laughs> fade. To interview her with a straight face. American Apparel of news, like news organizations. Which, an American Apparel is out of business, and for good reason right now. 
Sold that's to the Canadians. True. But I think they have some shirts that are 50% off still. You can still yeah, get some. I mean, get down there before they're gone. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be gone at the end of this month, actually. But this kid actually said, so if they were going to have reparations now, would you expect to get a check? And that's when she said, of course not, because I don't identify as African-American. I identify as black. And then mm-hmm. they faded out of the interview. Like that was hmm. one to grow on. <laughs> oh, man. That's a whole mystery. It re- yeah, it was a real big mystery. I didn't you know, know what to do. Scooby, Shaggy, Velma. No one's going to figure this one out. I'm glad think. you saw that. I mean, I guess now, how are could you, we Are not? you curious? Are you curious? Do you want to read her book at all? No. I feel like I've heard quite enough. I'm not going to. Okay, listen. I'm you want to turn those pages? I'm, I, I might flip a page. Now, I'm not going to buy that thing. I'll go down to my local library <laughs> and maybe like pull it out of the the shelf and do a quick, you know, skim of, I'm not going to put any dollars in the pocket, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of curious. Like what? Yeah. How many pages is that bad? Boy? Yeah. How many pages is it? Are there any yeah. pictures? It's a lot. What yeah, is she a, talking a, about? It's a lot of like, you know, glamor sessions, mm-hmm. a lot of different hairstyles. That's what it is. It's basically it's, a lookbook from a black hair salon. Probably. Probably. These styles can be yours. Well, once I get, I'll I'll give you a full report once I head down to my local library. How's that? Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not getting invested in that. It's not going on my Kindle Mm-mm. at all. Um, did you see where your <laughs> your hometown rep might be dating Mindy Kaling? Oh, now where and what in the love connection hell is happening on Twitter? I don't know. Get your boy Cory Booker. He and Mindy thirsty have and flirting on Twitter. A Twitter mance. Now what happened? Can you tell us? Yeah, because I saw that episode, uh, the Mindy Project on Hulu, which I watch. I, I never know when it's coming on, but it somehow ends up in my watch list, and so I watched it. There was a passing joke that was kind of funny, where um. Cory Booker showed up at some event and Mindy goes, oh, I can't believe he came. I guess anything to get out of Newark, huh? And it was kind of like a funny throwaway line. But he Mm -hmm. apparently is an avid uh, Mindy Project watcher, caught the joke and tweeted her mm -hmm. and said that he was hurt. Um, But he still hearted her, heart emoji. I think that Cory Booker just has Google alerts on his name. And when it pops up, he's, he's there to type out his 140 characters. You know, that's probably much more likely. He is savvy that way. And I feel Mm -hmm. like he is really trying to be in the headlines recently. Yeah, he's trying to bust out there and get out there. He marched down to Washington to uh, protest Trump's nominations. I think he's he's gearing up for a presidential run. I think we're going to see him. We're going to see him in 2020? In 2020, yeah. So what, what? So what's the deal? Is she coming to Newark? She's going to go down to Newark and they're going to go to Dinosaur Barbecue down at the Prudential I Center? I think that's or what's going to happen. Here? Although they were talking like Mindy Project actually tapes in New York. She is in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, so that's – but you know he's going to have like a guest starring role next season. That's true. Walk on. High five. Um, mm-hmm. Anything for some screen time. They're going to sort out the details over dinner apparently. The mutual love fest. Hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? It just seemed it seemed thirsty on both it of their just parts. Seems thirsty all around. Very yeah. dried up, desert like thirst. You know who's having some weird sort of re- reverse thirst effect? Do you see who's that? Uh, and I, I don't even really want to talk about her, but we can, we can do this quickly. I think Selena Gomez said Uh-oh. something ridiculous. 
What did she say? Which was she can't wait for people to forget about her. Oh, you know, that's, yeah. I, I don't think that even is even like a, that's a, oh, that's a Jedi thirst trick. Yes, yes, that's exactly. Not even a, that's a Jedi thirst Mind trick. Mind games. I'm not falling for it. Moving on. I, right. Anyway. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's enough of that. We don't really even need to go over that. Mm-hmm. Um, done. Boom. Actually, your your wish has come true. Done. Here, here, here we go. Granted. Bye, Felicia. Okay, let's talk about Nia Long and Taraji on the set of Empire. What's really going on? You know, I, I, I you know, every time I've seen Nia Long, I'm like, well, what's going on, Nia? She was such a fixture in like, you know, black rom coms and guest stars on shows and then it kind of yeah like, dating kinda back to the fresh sleep, prince of bel-air slowed down and we haven't seen her much and then she's popped back up on empire and now all of a sudden tmz reports that there's bad blood between taraji and nia on the set of empire because nia has been you know abusing hair and makeup people right which i mean nia always looks great so if it takes abusing a couple of hair and makeup people to make sure that they get the shade right, make sure that your the hair is laid. Is right. Yeah, exactly. I'm all right with that. Yeah, dare I say, <laughs> so be it. it. <laughs> so be it. But that's how it's got to go. Then that's how it's got to go. Because she looks snatched and beat. <laughs> but, but Taraji's not having it. She wasn't but you know having what? You got to respect. You got to respect the people that help make you you got to respect the glam team you got to respect the production team and so i'm there i'm team uh, taraji on this one but well because apparently um, i guess taraji stepped in and was like what are you on your period why are you being so mean to everybody and so i guess that's the source of the feud right right so i again I, i i'm guilty of not being an avid empire fan what's now is i've read don't that ask me what's going Mia on and Taraji's character, they're kind of spar, they spar against each other. They're like arch enemies on the show. I missed it. I missed that episode. It just came back. It's been gone for a couple months. It just came back and I haven't seen that episode yet. So I don't even know what's going on over there except that they are fighting in real life. All right. Well, I'm sure there's going to probably be like a, you know, a big explosion scene and Nia's character probably gets caught up in that because I don't think she's going to come back. (laughs) I don't think she's, after this, I don't don't think they're going to be welcoming her back. I think she's done. Right. Just weave pieces, like a big car explosion and weave pieces and she disappears. Weave pieces and like fur coat, you know, destroyed into the street i don't i don't think we're gonna see her coming back at all do you believe the uh the stories that nia is kind of a pain in the ass when she's on set on other shows because i guess that's her reputation well yeah i was i was reading something where it said on like the set of best man holiday she like held up production because she wanted to wear white but it was for a funeral scene yeah that's the story i I know my character my character would not wear black at a funeral wear white and so finally they kind of just like fine to her like whatever because it's like they wanted to just get it done so going into overtime she's got a strong i I wouldn't be surprised if she had a very strong point of view let's just keep it exactly she makes strong character choices (laughs) yes strong choices i'm not mad now there's a uh, a lifetime beaches remake coming out and she plays uh whose character does she play um i don't remember which character but she does it opposite adina menzel right someone asked adina (laughs) yeah adele dizay what did john travolta call her rachel dolezal is nia long (laughs) a difficult person to work with yeah let's ask her what is her relationship to a complicated order 
you know, people are very angry about uh, this United Airlines banning people from wearing leggings on the flights. Did you did you hear about this whole dust up this morning? Uh, I did hear about it. Patricia but- Arquette got involved. Chrissy Teigen had some things to say about okay. it. Okay, if Chrissy Teigen Everyone- got involved, then I know that's not an issue. Right, it's a total, total non-issue. Anyway, apparently these people, these two young girls were trying to board the flight, but they had them change out of their leggings because it was not appropriate with the airline's dress code. And everyone got very, very upset. However, no. they didn't know that the um, the passengers were actually flying on buddy passes. That's and I guess I the, the, the way it works with buddy passes is that they have a st- more strict dress code for the employees that work for United. And if you're riding on a buddy pass, you have to adhere to that dress code. So. I mean, look, if you're getting a, a $50 flight from New York to L.A., you know. Put some pants on. Put, you know, yeah, put put us, put something else on. Now. I, I would put a dress on. Did I mean, we see you know, what these girls were wearing? They were wearing, I mean, they were just wearing like regular like like Lululemon leggings. Okay. Now. I mean. Because I, and I actually saw this today. There are some people who wear their yoga pants leggings out and about at Trader Joe's and at Rite Aid. And at Chipotle, but guilty as charged, guilty as charged. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay? But when the sunlight like hits, a... to hit you just right, they become fully see through. Some that of them are there not is a reveal. It can be somewhat revealing. But I listen. I guess I'm just getting at that age where I like a nice um, adjustable waistband <laughs> and the. the the uh, slim cut Uniqlo sweatpants are my go-to. I'll throw a t-shirt on and put that Gap denim jacket on. I'm ready to. Go. I'm I'm ready to to drive the soccer van. You know, oh, I'm ready wow. to cut the orange slices and give them out to the kids for snacks. I don't care. I'm comfortable. It feels good. <laughs> First it and feels foremost, right. are you Super also Daniel? wearing Uggs? Something <laughs> I, something with I, a fur-lined shoe wear and an elastic waistband. I have not made it to the Uggs. People do say that they are very comfortable, though, but I haven't made it there. But I will throw on some Toms. I'll slip them on. You know I will. Well, call me old-fashioned because I miss the days of Pan Am when people used to dress up and go to the airport and, you know, it was a big event to get on a plane and fly somewhere. Okay, Don Draper. People used to smoke on the plane, too. Things have changed. (laughs) At least they look nice. Right. (laughs) Not people are not going to the ball anymore. They're just trying to get on Southwest and go to Vegas. I guess so. And the, the most comfortable way is to be in your stretchy pants. I'm not mad at these kids, but at the same time, I'll say, if you're getting a ticket for like a buck twenty five, then you know, then dress up and put some shoes gotta, on. Or yeah, so, put on a belt, even though you're going to have to take it off. Just cinch it. But all I'm saying is, like, if I'm already getting on a plane where I'm going to have to take a six-hour cross-country trip in a metal tube where we're all breathing recycled air, I don't want mm-hmm. you to look like you're going to be farting the whole way. <laughs> and that's, that's what sweatpants and Sweat leggings tell me. That you have no plans to hold it in. Well, if they give you, like, what if they give you, like, a pajama jean? <laughs> a pajama jean. That's stinky, too. <laughs> I I'll, like I'll a pajama a, jean. I'll rock a. How about I'll rock a blazer and a pajama jean. <laughs> just, just let me have because you know your, you know your legs a boot can cup swell pajama up. jean. Your calves can swell up in those high altitudes, all right. And I don't want to catch a blood clot. You should right? be wearing your compression socks. <laughs> <laughs> you should be prepared. Just soak my feet in some Epsom salts too while I'm at it. Just get real. Maybe comfortable you should with take it. the bus. 
<laughs> just take the bolt. <laughs> Maybe you should just stay right where you are. Just mm-hmm. don't move, Jacob. Just sit down. Stay there. It doesn't, it's not going to work out. Get you some virtual reality glasses. <laughs> I'm really it. bummed, though, too. Did you hear that um, Alaskan Airlines is phasing out Virgin Virgin Airlines completely? They're just absorbing it. Like, there's going to be no more Virgin Airlines. In like oh, years. really? So, yep. You know, you can't get your purple mood light on. That's you can't interesting. Order I thought Virgin bought Alaskan Airlines. So Alaska bought Virgin and Virgin's yep. going away. And basically Virgin's going away. So you can't chat with, you know, um, Tammy and 4A. And you can't get your, you know, chicken snack wrap delivered right Can to I just say, I was never fully comfortable on a Virgin uh, plane anyway. Well, because we got in trouble that time when I was Skyping with you on the plane. Is that why? <laughs> that looks like kicked you off. That's true. That's true. And uh, we did make a no-fly list that time. We sure did. Sure did. No, I wait. Why? No, why were you? Why did you feel so uncomfortable? Well, no, because it always feels like a boom, like the flying iPod. It feels like the boom boom room, and every time I get on, it seems like it's filled with the douchiest people I've ever seen. Like I always look around for children and babies when I get on a plane because I feel like that flight is not going to be the one that crashes if there's some an angel baby on there. Right? If there's an angel baby on there. Yeah, but I ne- mm-hmm. I never see that. It's always like douchebag agents and right. It's like Soul kids. Cycle. It's like Soul Cycle midair. It's a flying Soul Cycle, and I feel like mm-hmm. okay, this plane is definitely going down. I've never felt fully comfortable on a Virgin Virgin plane. Okay, so you're you're you you have. Uh... Also, their safety videos are a little too lit. They're not okay. as informative and serious as I think that they should be. Okay, so the Todrick Hall videos just never did it for you, really. No, like how do I buckle this damn seatbelt? <laughs> well, because when people are beatboxing and you're like, how do you bu- 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 buckle the belt? Like you know, no, <laughs> I just need to know how to close it. I need it's to be safe. Too much. I'll just stick with well, JetBlue and get my three or four more inches of legroom. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, Sayonara, Virgin Airlines. Yeah. Do you hear that beeping? I do. Is that? What? I mean, we can't. Oh wait, it's gone. Oh. Anyway, speaking of Todd Call, you know, have you? Uh, I think he was a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race last season. Makes sense. But I haven't seen him. In, I didn't see him in the premiere this season, so maybe he's not doing it this season. Anyway, Drag Race. What is that? It's like beep, beep, beep. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Anyway. Hmm. He was, yeah, he was judging a couple. He he was on the judges panel last season. Anyway, RuPaul's Drag Race premiered last Friday. Now, mm-hmm. you aren't really a big drag race. Yeah, player, I'm ashamed right? to say I don't really keep up with that show. You've really got to get get with the program, I think. I feel like that's a show that gets my vote on the ballot, but it doesn't get my attention in terms of screen time. Well, I think you should definitely tune in this season because, A, it's on VH1. Which is, okay, which is the biggest maybe. selling point. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, it's moved from Logo to VH1, which is a complete 200% upgrade. I'm sure they've gotten a couple extra ducats in the production value there. Also, it's on Friday nights, and Wendy Williams is hosting like a fierce Friday. So she does like the interstitials like during like right before the commercial breaks. And mm-hmm. she talks like they watch the actual uh, telecast along with, you know, the rest of the viewing audience. So that's another plus to watch. Okay. It seems like it's going to be very, very star studded this season. Didn't she kick a trans person out of her audience? 
She sure did. Yeah, she's got a shady checkered past. I don't know that that is the right fit. Well, listen, it's a very interesting choice for so many different reasons. Sure. Okay, we all, all, you know. We We know the streets are talking, to borrow a phrase. We know how the streets talk about. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, it is fun. um, Way to lean in. (laughs) But uh, Lady Gaga was... Episode one's first special guest. That's a big get. I guess it's a big get, but then I kind of thought she kind of needs the show more than that show needs her right, right about. That's show. true. It is strategic. She's kind of trying to connect with the base a little bit, which is fine. She was actually really good on the show. She gave very, very good advice, criticism, not mean-spirited, but she was supporting all the queens. And I think that the the mix of queens this season, there's a lot of... A lot of strong competitors. So if this is your first season watching, I think this is a good one to start at because, yeah, there's some really interesting queens. I'm totally rooting for Nina Bonina Brown. Her full name is Nina Bonina Banana Fofana Osama Bin Laden Brown. (laughs) And she is this amazing black queen from Atlanta she gives a lot of really crazy fantasy looks. You should look at some of them. Here, let me send you her Insta. Let okay. me send you her gram. Okay. Also, you have that link and ready to go. She's oh. really like painted and dusted and ready to roll. Some of her looks, uh, some of the execution on her looks are better than others. But, you know, I have to give her so many extra points for being really creative and really out there with some of these looks that she's giving. So. I'm a big fan. You have to. You have these to. These are it like out. wild Avatar, um, yes, Tiana Taylor fade looks. Basically, she's giving you all of Zoe Saldana's looks from every movie. <laughs> <she's been in>. <laughs> <laughs> you got yes. Laura. You mm-hmm. got Avatonia, Latavia. You've got them all. She, she's basically giving you all of her looks. But uh, yeah, the most standout one was this look where she has created like the first episode. They're doing like this talent uh this pageant it's the miss uh charisma uniqueness nerve and talent pageant and each contestant has to wear a dress from the city that she represents and she's from atlanta so she chose to that's not dress fair. as a peach she did not come in as nini uh mm-hmm. but she chose to dress as a peach and she had like this crazy she used like this paper headdress and then painted her face and it was just like crazy 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 so check it out let me know what you think. Okay. I'm not going to hold you to watching the entire okay. season. Because but... I probably won't. I feel like I I always end up seeing like a sixth of every season. I think we should really get into it. I know some of our listeners appreciate a little drag race too. Okay. Well, then for the listeners, any... I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm going to try to stick <laughs> it, it the, stick to it, it and commit. Do it for the people. But yeah, Nina Bonina Brown, also another favorite, uh, Valentina. Valentina. She's a Latina queen from Echo Park. Hmm. Got to support the peeps, the hometown peeps. Well, you know, I already watch one day at a time. so oh, That's true. Right. And uh, have you been to Porto's? Did you ever go to Porto's Bakery? Of course. It's delicious. You get Yeah. Although I didn't I realize there was one in Echo Park. The only one I know of is in North Hollywood. Oh, no. There's one like right on Sunset Boulevard there. Hmm. It's over by like Little Boots Pizza. Really? At least I thought it was. Maybe I've got it all messed up. 
Yeah. What do I know? It sounds like you're, this is fabrication, fake news. Now, wait a minute. I heard that a Voodoo Donuts has opened in LA, too. Now, have you heard about this? I don't know if it's opened already, but I know it was on the way. Okay. I've seen some people on Facebook and Instagram posting some pink Voodoo Donut boxes. I told I you last week how I was trying to clean up my life. And so I know you're <laughs> I'm trying to avoid donuts and, I'm sure your and cupcakes. Apple Watch is electrocuting you right now. I did just My hand just fell off. <laughs> those decadent things well you know a friend to the show uh angel Tavashis and josh chow mm-hmm. um sent me a sent me two boxes of seas candies <laughs> <laughs> only one box remains uh-huh all the coconuts half eaten no <laughs> yeah strewn off to the side mm-hmm. no um I, I'm really down with this, like this polar bear claw, which is just like a white chocolate. It's basically like a peanut caramel turtle covered in white chocolate. Oh my gosh, my teeth I just know. fell out of my head. Just cavities and diabetes. Please. Thank you. <sighs> Nobody yeah. send me chocolate, please. I'm send really, tr- I'm trying so hard to <laughs> <laughs> to drink t- a, like ten gallons of water every day, every two hours. Yeah, I'm just ruining it. You just need to get that stomach bug like me. I'm like, all right, I can have a, a whole box tonight. If only. Uh, I don't want to have discomfort, but I, I want an easy way out. <laughs> Did you see where Ed Sheeran had to cut Candy a check? Candy Burris? Uh, oh, you know what? They almost got Jacoby Myers on Ed Sheeran's behind, and he had to had to pay Candy up because he was about to get sued, huh? Yeah. Candy don't play. Candy don't play. Mm-hmm. And and also, I guess, speaking of Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle, remember that episode of Chappelle's show where um, Dave gets Oprah pregnant and she calls him up at work and he's like, yes. gotcha, bitch. That's what <laughs> I think every time I hear one of these Ed Sheeran stories, because honestly, every one of his songs is a ripoff. So every time he has to pay someone, I just do a little dance in my head. Well, yeah, Candy might fly above all the haters, but she's not flying above, you know, a residuals check. Now, I got to say, straight for the source for that one. I didn't really, because the argument is that yes. his song Shape of You sounds like No Scrubs, which I didn't hear at first. I didn't hear until after, you know, the power of suggestion was in my head. Then okay. I went back and listened well, to it. And I was like, I guess I can hear it. And, and see what the, the judge has to say? Sure. My hands stop and the man on the jukebox and then we start to dance and now I'm singing like, girl, you know your love your love was handmade for somebody like me coming now follow my lead i may be crazy don't mind me say boy let's not talk too much grab on my waist and put that body on me coming now follow my lead come coming now follow my lead thin to me uh, i think yeah, if it were another artist for me this case would be dismissed but because it's ed sheer and i'm like yep yep mm-hmm. cut that check judge judy it's, it's more cadence than melody but sure right it's just kind of like the the syncopation of it right yeah god you can just soup someone for the rhythm that's Soon all we gotta do 
We need to trademark a beat. Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I guess Candy and Tiny got a check because I guess Tiny was also a co-writer on it. Not that Tiny needs any cash. I didn't know that. Well, she's about to be a single mother. Rosanda Chili needs a check. Tion T-Boz needs a check, but I didn't see their names on the on the on the check. No. They didn't get a chase quick pay. No, <laughs> no, they did not. Nobody they Venmoed them any amount. Mm-hmm. They didn't get any. Mm-mm. Which is unfortunate. Google but apparently they're, they're empty. You know, their new album, which was GoFunded Mead, right? Yeah. Is actually going to be hitting shelves soon. And apparently one of the lead or the a potential lead single was featured on Lee Daniels' show Star a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's why I missed it. That's why I haven't heard anything about it. Because I'm not watching that show either. I'm just here to report that they are following through with their promise. Uh, Is Paris Jackson the new left eye? No, she's not. No, I think that she's like a social media maven. She guest starred on Star a couple weeks ago. But again, neither you nor I watch that. I just, you know. Um, well, if this album comes out, it'll be a, a, a real surprise. It feels well, like a prank if, if it is a prank, Lindsay Lohan wants to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see she, that? She wants to get a check, too. She's she going to be the executive producer. Lindsay Lohan wants a check. She wants any check, but she's apparently uh, peddling this uh, prank show where she hijacks someone's social media and then makes people do like weird and, and funny things yeah i don't know about this mm. what well, she hijacks their social media and gets them arrested i, I guess so because that's she's like i'm good at social media and i'm also good at getting arrested so right. i'm just going to ruin your lives also my gonna... my whole life is a prank so this is right up my alley last week she pranked us by telling us she wanted to turn the little mermaid into a 35 year old drug addict and now this. Right. And here we go with this. Here we are. I, I guess this makes as much sense as anything for her. I guess. She's I really she out there the... grasping. She was on The She's View re... a couple weeks ago. Was she? What was she promoting? I, damned if I know. I have no idea. Well, that new weird accent of hers. <laughs> She's taking it on the road. She's taking it on the road. To give, you know, going on tour with it. Yeah, she's... You've been listening to This Stomach with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast for your chance to win at This Dummy prize package. Leave a review for us on iTunes, screenshot it, and email it to us at thisdummy at outlook.com, and you could be selected to win some official This Dummy swag. That's all for this week. We'll see you next time.